Hey everybody and welcome. You are listening to Lux Louise Locker Room. Join me each episode with a different special guest. We'll be breaking the locks off toxic masculinity one locker at a time. This week I'm joined by the dynamic duo Marcus and Simon. Marcus and Simon have their very own podcast and a show on Glitter Beam Radio called Two Geeky Gays. Today, me and Marcus and Simon talk about being in a queer relationship and male body image in the superhero world. Please note that the conversations between me and my guests are purely based on our own thoughts and experiences. Now with all that in mind, sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Locks and Roos Locker Room. Today I'm joined by Marcus and Simon. Hi guys. Hello. Hello. How are you both today? <laughs> good, thanks. How are yeah, you? we're good, thanks. I'm good, thanks. Yeah, I'm just trying to keep track of each day. I keep forgetting what day it is. I know we were speaking a minute ago and you guys were saying that as well, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> it just feels like it's been one long day since lockdown started again. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And especially since it's like a second lockdown as well. So it's it's definitely um, <laughs> um, hard, isn't it? Um, but I just wanted to to start off then with finding out a bit of a backstory about both of you um so I don't know who wants to go first so um just wanted to I always ask my guests like about growing up and how it was for you in terms of like obviously being being gay being queer and stuff so yeah who wants to start <laughs> uh, I'll get mine out the way because yours is short relatively quite short <laughs> in comparison okay. to Simon's um oh gosh uh it came out when I was 15 um it kind of just, I don't know, I just kind of, I think I just came to the eventual conclusion that I was, um, obviously looking at, I'm not going to get too too into it, but looking at certain images and then all of a sudden realizing, oh, those images, I'm not, I'm looking at the wrong person, here, but I'm looking <laughs> at the right person, but to me it should be the wrong person. And then it kind of went from there and then, um, yeah, just came out to my friends at school, came out to my sister first, wrote a letter for her. Popped it under a door. <laughs> One of those, I can't talk to you about it. So, um, but she was fine with it. Um, and then it came out to my mom. Um, luckily, she was quite supportive. She was a little bit shocked at the beginning. There was a couple of tears. And I th- looking back, I think it was more of a thing of like concern and worry about what my life might be in terms of the, the negative forces that might try and impact my life, like bullies and growing up and that sort of thing. But... I mean, she's fab now. She loves her son-in-law, um, and it's all good. It's been quite a quite a nice little journey mm. for me, really. Oh wow! Is that yeah. Bit done? <laughs> what is that? You finished? That's already? me. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that was I, so I, easy. I, I I mean, I understand. Like, I'm. I feel. I, I know. I'm quite lucky because I know yeah. there are some people who haven't had that, as as smooth a journey as me, uh, and Simon is kind of one of those as well. Mm. Yeah. So for me, it was all right regarding family and stuff but it was the other side of it like the school side that was really bad so i got to about year 11 so i was about 15 16 and i had a group of girlfriends who i came out to and they were fine they knew and they were like my closest friends so everything was fine there but then i was sort of slowly getting in with the popular kids because i was a total goth and i'd never been popular in my life and then i'd found some people i kind of got on really well with and I had a crush on this guy and I was convinced that he was bi because he was always talking about his friend who was bi and he was always talking about other guys and stuff. And so one day I decided to come out to him and I thought, that's fine because he'll understand. And he promised not to tell anybody 
And then I went to school the next day and everybody knew. And there was people like throwing eggs at me. They were like pouring lemonade in my hair. And then that just continued for ages and pushed down the stairs. And it was like three or four floors high at school. And it was a great big drop down the middle of the stairs of people trying to dangle me over there and throw me down the middle. Um, just trying to cut my hair off with scissors because I had really long hair. Um, trying to blow up Bunsen burners in my face. It was horrible. But I kind of just took it out because it was right near the end of year 11. And I'm like, okay, I can do this. I can get through. But then at home, because of all this going on at school, I didn't want my mum worrying. So I kept it all inside, didn't really talk about it. And I just was really moody, really horrible at my mum. And we had this massive argument. And then one day she went out to work and I was left in the house by myself. And oh my God, like she knows something's wrong. And she started to think I was on drugs. And I'm like, I don't want my mum thinking I'm on drugs because I'm not on drugs. So um, I wrote this massive letter and ripped it up and threw it in the bin. And then a few days later, <laughs> I was like, mum, I've got something to tell you. And then I thought at the time that I might have been bi because I was still into a couple of girls. I was like, I liked some girls, but I think it was because friendship more than anything. And then over time, I realized that I was just totally gay and <laughs> she was fine with it. And she was just like, you know what? It's you. I still love you. doesn't change anything. And everything's been fine since then. Of course, she loves you. Like the moment that we met when we first met and everything, I showed her a picture of Mark and she was like, he's the one and she was totally right so at least we've got supportive family mm -hmm. oh yeah well, then after that i went to college and it was fine college <laughs> was mint <laughs> yeah that's what a lot of people say isn't it but thank you both for sharing i know it's not easy um and obviously we can get to a bit later about when you two met and obviously setting up your podcast as well but yeah thank you for sharing um and yeah it sounds horrible what you um both went through well for me it was sort of similar as well like people um cut my hair as well and like through tune coming my hair and stuff like that oh god that was so common that got like why are you even bothering that's just like the go-to for everyone let's try harder <laughs> Yeah, I think, well, it was like one of one of my friends cut my hair off and she wanted to be friends with me still after. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, um, I don't think so, sorry. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, I did a lot of horrible stuff and people always, it was more, it was quite a lot of verbal for me, but people did like get physical as well, like um, kicking and stuff like that. And yeah, it was just, um, I think school's just something that you want to forget, isn't it? <laughs> Mm -hmm. also um, in terms of like style as well because I know um, Simon you mentioned about being a goth and stuff and obviously about choosing to express yourself um, Sam, um, Marcus you mentioned that as well how did you both choose to express yourself when you were younger through till <laughs> now because um, obviously that helps people a lot doesn't it either with like style or with like um, um, hobbies and stuff like that <laughs> I kind of went for this 70s vibe at school so I was wearing bell bottoms <laughs> how horrendously bad this was. I had bell bottoms, I wore flares. I thought, this is just a little bit different. It's not the skinny jeans, it's the complete opposite. I had a blazer on. Our uniform wasn't a blazer. It was just a sweatshirt. Yeah. Um, oh my God, I used to always get in trouble for my uniform because when I was at school and I went through the whole goth phase, I'd turn up in my massive leather trench coat, my new rock boots. Um, I, for some reason, I thought I was cool because I got hold of a hole punch and I was hole punching my tie. <laughs> and I had holes in my tie. Um, like, I'd wear like a little black beanie hat. Like, I had really long hair, like right down past my shoulders. Um, 
And I think just the whole goth thing, like I'd wear a tie that wasn't the school tie as well. Mm. So like our tie was blue with like stripes and I'd wear a black and red striped one just to be a rebel. rebel. <laughs> I know. I was always in trouble for my uniform. I had um, like a hoodie as well and it had, I can't remember which band it was, but it was like some proper metal screamo band and it had like a skull on the back and like arcane symbols up the sleeves. Got dragged in the office because I was promoting witchcraft. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> they thought I was promoting witchcraft and they were worried about my mental health. Um, at which point I stormed out of the school and I went and skived in the field for an hour. <laughs> And I was like, I better go back now. So I do not endorse this. If you're listening and you're still at school, do not go off the rails like this. <laughs> but um, yeah, as I go, grew up and I went to college and I kind of cut my hair off and I went for more of like an emo look, but with like the short hair, I was a proper scene kid with like the bright t-shirt, like the neon t-shirts and cardigans and bright colored skinny jeans and studded belts and all that sort of stuff. And then now I'm just dead boring. <laughs> I just wear woolly jumpers all the time. Yeah, I kind of did that with college as well. Went a bit brighter, and like, I've got I've got a, a selection of different coloured trousers that I wear. Um, though I do kind of gravitate <laughs> towards my jeans, my skinny jeans. Um, I like to wear bow ties when I'm dressing up. Um, bright, colourful. We'll look, we'll love wearing yeah. colour print shirts that we we'll like to wear. I mean, I'm wearing like a the black t-shirt at the minute, but it's got loads of stars on. I like patterns and I like colour. Um, just brightens up the day. I feel like since I've got <laughs> older and I've put on loads of weight, I feel like I've lost my fashion. Like, I feel like I'm too big for anything now. And that's my, I think that's my problem. I'm too comfortable in wearing big baggy things because I feel like I've put on too much weight. Yeah, and I, I think that's it. like, that's the gay body image thing though, isn't it? Like, it's mm. really, really bad. Like, I know I'm fine, but I don't feel fine. I was, I was actually going <laughs> to I was actually gonna link um, about gay body image actually in a bit, but you did, um, I wanted to mention a, a few points. Um, but yeah, in terms of like um, the school school tie, um, I remember that. That's just reminded me that it was always like teachers, that was the main concern, not, not bullying or anything else. It was always a uniform. And I don't know if it was the gay thing, but I could never get the perfect tie. I don't know about you two. <laughs> yes i made my granddad tie my tie once and then i think from year seven till year nine that tie was never tied again because my granddad could tie them perfectly and then do the thing where you just like loosen it and you can take it off and just put it back on mm -hmm. and that tie never came off like it never came undone and i just did it up every day i uh, see i could <laughs> i could tie my tie quite well so i still can't tie a tie i think that just that explains our relationship i'm the person who does all the serious things uh the planning for the holidays the wedding the, the wedding and the house and all that sort like, of I thing try and help it just goes over my head and simon's the one who carries the furniture backwards yeah. <laughs> it was easier to do it that way okay but yeah um simon you did mention about um body image and i wanted to speak to you both about that and i wanted to kind of link it in with obviously you have like a, a geeky podcast so i wanted to um ask your thoughts as well on like what you think of like um superheroes and stuff like that um, because there's this controversy where some people are like, oh yeah, I think it's great. And if you just take it what it is, it's superheroes. But then there's this other idea. It's like, oh, there's not much male body representation, um, you know, with like superheroes and stuff. So I don't know what your thoughts are on that. <laughs> hmm. I think that's where you kind of fall into that, um, where you kind of contradict yourself because people yeah. go out there going, oh, it's all about body image and people you know, see all these hot gay guys and they're like tiny underwear and oh, they're on the beach. But then everybody fawns over Chris Hemsworth as Thor. It's like, 
it's that balance, but I think it's the expectation of a superhero. That's yeah. kind of what a superhero because is. It's like been... fantasy and it's overblown and it's meant to be like over exaggerated, like sort of vision of reality. So mm. I think that's fine for superheroes in a way. Because I feel like almost like the fat the fat Thor thing in Endgame was just played as a joke, which just mm. felt a bit off. Like, yeah, he's put on weight, but is it really that funny? Does it have to be the butt of every joke in the film? That was pretty annoying. Mm. I kind of feel like, I don't know if you've got a favourite superhero, because I feel like if, um, for me, I kind of like Spider-Man, because he, he doesn't necessarily, for, I think anyway, fit in the mainstream, because he's not, um, not like it's a bad thing, but he's not like most muscly, but he's quite like, he's still like, he's quite like a gymnast and the acrobat and stuff, and then he's quite geeky and unpopular, but I don't know if you've got an, a favourite superhero in that context then. <laughs> Spider-Man, <laughs> pretty much same reasons, and just because he's hilarious. Did you guys have any, um, when you were younger as well, like favourite superheroes? Because for me, I think, even though I said I like Spider-Man now, I think I always like um, preferred Mary Jane. Like, I think I, I like, I can relate to her more, <laughs> like the family <laughs> tiles, like, do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I don't know about you two. He's looking at me, he knows what I'm going to say. You've got two that you're going to say. He knows exactly which one I'm going to say. My favourite when I was younger was Billy the Blue Power Ranger. <laughs> I think Billy the Blue Power Ranger was when I first must have realised I was gay because I was obsessed. Like, if we're playing Power Rangers in the playground, I am Billy. Um, if I'm watching Power Rangers at home, the only one I ever talk about is Billy. <laughs> like, when Power Rangers isn't on the telly at home, all I'll talk about is Billy. I want all the Billy toys. Like, yeah, Billy the Blue Power Ranger was my main favourite. And obviously Buffy as well. And Buffy, yeah comes back to the femme fatale thing but um i wasn't massively into superheroes when i was when i was a kid i really liked star wars um but the, the, one of my favorite shows when i was growing up was wizardora um which was on oh God, citv and she was a, a wizard and I, I was really into puppetry i wanted to be a puppeteer when i was a kid and i, I mean i've still got puppets and do shows and work with my sister on educational things as well but um yeah, just I, I like the magic. That was the magic side of things, and it, it was again a, a woman who was my favorite character. So I think naturally that's what happens for I think young gay men is they do gravitate more towards mm. the females because they kind of identify a little bit more with them. I loved Wizardora as well. She was just amazing. Just fab. <laughs> oh well, that's uh, yeah, I agree. Um, well, um, yeah, I wanted to talk a bit more before we move on to talking about your um your podcast and stuff. I did want to have a bit talk about more geeky stuff for a bit um linking in with like toxic masculinity and being gay and stuff um but with Buffy yeah um I really like Buffy I I do like a boylesque act um to Buffy um so um I think in in that it's kind of like yeah being the femme fatale and I think in it I sort of make fun about being at high school and stuff so I use it as like high school is hellish and you know she she's like for those who've seen Buffy obviously you two have on the hell mouth and stuff for high school um and then I sort of I kind of wish I had someone like Buffy at school to like help me to fight the bullies and stuff like that. So I kind of played that in the the burlesque act. So yeah, could you tell us a bit about um, how you got together? Obviously, whatever you're comfortable with. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, going back to what I said earlier about meeting people who were also gay, just like probably a lot of people met online on one of those apps. Um, on the apps. <laughs> and... Um, my picture was, I had recently hosted a Comic-Con 
dressed as David Tennant's doctor. I had hair back then. Um, <laughs> I was uh, a picture of me with a microphone to a Dalek. There was some Dalek operators and we were having an interview with the Dalek. Um, and that was my picture. And obviously Simon had seen it as a Doctor Who fan and started dropping as a message. Um, and we started chatting on the app and then moved on to Skype. Um, all, above sure board, all above board, don't worry. Um, realized we'd been sitting talking on Skype for six hours and the time had just flown by. It was like, whoa, okay. Uh, so we, we made the plans next to day, meet. Didn't we? And then we met the next day, went to the museum where there was a TARDIS and like a whole room done up like a TARDIS, like because it was 60s themed in this room. Also, it was free. Yeah, it was a cheap <laughs> date. It was a cheap date. <laughs> and then we just went home and watched Doctor Who. <laughs> and then it kind of went from there. I don't think we even officially became boyfriends it just like happened no one said are we going out or anything it just just happened because you were just at my house all the time and saved me from the horrible people i was living with because <laughs> i was in a student house <laughs> um but yeah that that's kind of it it's just mm. the, re- the rest was history and um then it was the- weird like it was one of those moments where people always say if you know you know but that very first day before the afternoon had even finished like i knew and it was really, and you always say that you knew as well. It was just so weird, but it was just, just right. We just clicked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, seven I like, years later. <laughs> that's good. I like that story. Yeah. And it's good that you've come together through like common interests as well. Um, and obviously you mentioned like um, Comic Con as well. I've been to Comic Con before. Um, and me and, my, me and my partner have been together. Um, we did, we um, came together through like um, burlesque and dance and stuff though. Um, we met at um, university society, um, but yeah, we went to Comic Con. Um, he dressed up as like Enchantress, um, do you know from Suicide Squad? <laughs> oh, man. And, and I did Pikachu. <laughs> so a bit we're, we're a bit opposite. <laughs> we're a bit opposite. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I I would then I don't know about if you when you cosplayed or if your general style and stuff. I sort of try and. Um, mix up like masculine and feminine well what appear to be in my with my style sometimes and with Pikachu I had like these yellow <laughs> plaits and um, these short tiny <laughs> yellow shorts I think I just threw together what I could find um, and some little ears but yeah and in my boylesque I do that as well I don't know about you guys then do you do you look at clothes and think oh this is a bit masculine or feminine or do you think you just wear what you want and stuff like that I think I still do that yeah. Um, I've always said, oh, the fashion choices for men compared to women are rubbish, horrendous. Um, like there's times where, I, I mean, I remember I went through a phase last year going, oh, you know, I might buy a kilt. Like mm. or something like that was a bit like a skirt. But and then, then I talked myself out of it going, I've never worn this sort of thing to work. And I think like, and I, I've got to put myself into like a professional setting. If I just showed up wearing that at work, I probably people wouldn't make bat an eyelid, but that was me. That again, that's that tox, to, toxic masculinity yeah. thing settling in and going, okay, I could wear this for a fancy dress. I could wear it at a comic con, but I couldn't wear it in a work setting. And mm. just now, uh, my that was just my brain setting. I think for me, it's like pretty much the same. I would like to wear whatever I want, but at the same time, I feel like what would other people say? I think the closest I've got to wearing anything at work is I've, I've, we've got, I've got a long cardigan. Mm. I get. Um, it comes down to near my knee. That's probably the fluest, most feminine thing I'd probably wear at work. It's not really feminine. It's just long <laughs> compared to what you'd average an average guy would wear. But yeah, it's just 
Yeah, I think it is just more what other people would think. But with like relationships then, I saw this meme, I think I shared it on my Facebook. It said, um, we need to destroy this idea of like in a relationship, there's like someone who's masculine, someone who's feminine. Um, because obviously from being young, I've always had, oh, who's the masculine one, who's the feminine one? Um, and oh my still God, now. That's my <laughs> and I don't know what you guys think about this, because some people might not mind it, but other people might be like, yeah, it's not very, it's a bit stereotypical and stuff. Um, I mean, obviously we kind of have a heteronormative relationship. I say mm. that in, in, in inverted commas because we're married. Not everybody in the gay community is for uh, from equal marriage and, and they're quite happy just doing their own thing and uh, either having a civil partnership or not even doing that, just living together. Um, but we, we always knew that that's what we wanted to do. Yeah. But in terms of how we work, obviously I mentioned earlier on, like I'm the planner. So typically the female kind of role but in, but in terms of everything else we both do housework we both decorate we both, we both wash the dishes cook the food it's just pretty pretty equal like split down the middle really i don't i don't really see any sort of like thing like chore or any sort of like just general life thing as being masculine or feminine because it's stuff that everybody does yeah if you lived by yourself you uh-huh. would cook you would you wouldn't just go oh that's sorry there's no woman in my life right exactly. now let's just let all the, the dishes pile <laughs> up and we'll not do any dusting <laughs> yeah i think that's a good way to look at it i think it's um sometimes that when you do say masculine feminine it can be okay sometimes to kind of to be like these um this and that but i think it's good to be like oh yeah you can do anything really or it sort of creates that equality doesn't it um and sometimes it can appear that if someone's saying who's the masculine who's the feminine it kind of thinks that one's more important than the other when it's that they're both um yeah. all traits are good um but with like cooking and stuff i i remember i, I haven't always been the best cook i think one time at uni i put like a you know the tomatoes like the cardboard thing i put it in the microwave and it really set it on fire but obviously <laughs> i've um I try, i'm a better cook now um i've been cooking more over lockdown for my partner and stuff um but yeah i thought i'd just add that fun fact <laughs> in um, <laughs> yeah um so um last last up then i wanted to we finally got to your your podcast um so could you tell us a bit about the background behind how you started that and what it's about and stuff so obviously for people who are listening to this can go and listen to it yeah so um i actually used to do a, a similar sort of thing with a friend um and we actually used to be called two geeky guys um and i met him at a comic-con and we became friends uh long story short broke down and friendship, um, all of that sort of thing. We built up quite a nice following um, through what we did. We used to do videos at Comic-Cons and we didn't do podcasts, but we did like YouTube and that sort of thing. Um, and Simon would always kind of be involved. We used to call him camera guy, Sai, and he used to film everything. Um, and then when it kind of, that all dissolved, I obviously missed that, having that creative element in my life because I, I don't do a creative job as, as my main income. Um so I just said to Simon, do you, know, do you know what would really wind up such and such if we just kept going and we called ourselves <laughs> two geeky gays? <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's a little bit bitter, but actually it's been, uh, we've, I feel like we've done a lot more in such a short space yeah. of time. I think obviously because we live together, we don't have to plan, okay, when are you free from your job and I'm free from my job? We just know on a Sunday evening, we're going to do our podcast ready for the Tuesday. Um, we originally just started to do every two weeks because we thought it might be too much but by the time you sit down and you start talking and you obviously we live with each other and we have these conversations all the time it just naturally 
like mm. table tennis between us about conversations. So it's so quick and easy to do and fun. Um, so we ended up doing it every week. Then we've got the YouTube as well. So we're making loads of like little YouTube videos about horror films have been our recent one because it's been Halloween. Um, I've done a Buffy one about ranking the seasons in order. We've like talked about favorite video game remakes. So it's all things that we really enjoy that we can just spend time on. Mm-hmm. And then we started chatting, obviously, with the podcast going I'd done radio before I'd done student radio and, and local hospital radio. Um, and I had done some with the other person as well. Um, and I said, Oh, why don't, how do you feel? Cause Simon had never done it before. Uh, we both had a job in the past. Simon still works there where we were, to- we were tour guides. So we worked together. So we know we were quite good at working uh, in a presenting sort of style. Um, and we came across uh, Glitterbeam. Um, radio we're looking for some volunteer presenters so we we dropped them the message and said listen we do a podcast um but we'd quite like to maybe try and do a similar sort of thing as as a radio show um sending them a couple of examples of the podcast uh and the rest is history we've been doing that for a month or two and nearly two months just over two months now um and have just this week started doing it uh, an hour a day every weekday as well so instead of doing a, a tuesday night uh we sit down and um we we just talk about the kind of the things we talk on the podcast but a lot more condensed into like a news article with a couple of little bits of opinion on on the back of them as well with some fabulous music in the middle it's well. good fun well yeah it's nice isn't it to collaborate and together especially when you're um in a relationship because me and my partner obviously we met through the society we were friends first and then we ended up dating but um we're in like a burlesque group together now house of the law and um we've done a um a duo together like a boyless duo and we've we um collaborate with each other like creatively stuff as well like um photo shoots like we take it in terms of like get behind the camera i'm not so good at taking photos um <laughs> but um but yeah it's nice to collaborate isn't it um but yeah thank you both uh, for coming on to this podcast today giving up your time um is there anything you'd like to say to um our audience before we go because i usually ask people to give a bit of advice whether it's on anything like toxic masculinity being queer or any geeky advice or anything like that it's, it's a bit of a loaded question but anything you'd like mm. to leave us with guys <laughs> <laughs> I've got one and this is a piece of advice that comes from Buffy and it got me through when things are really tough at school um, the hardest thing in this world is to live in it be brave live mm. and I, the only thing I would say is going back to the whole coming out thing is I think we we touched upon it on our, one of our shows recently is obviously don't let anybody else tell you when it's your time to yes to come out and and, and be open and, and honest about yourself it's an it's, up to you and it's your your speed and just know that there'll be people around you um who will support you i would like to thank today's guests marcus and simon for coming on to this podcast if you want to catch more of marcus and simon then check them out on instagram at two geeky gays thank you for listening to lox larue's locker room we'll see you soon and make sure to follow me on instagram at lox larue bye I've just noticed as well your cat's in the background. Sorry to get distracted. Oh, I know. It's really, um, they're really cute. <laughs>
Um, they always cause trouble. Always busy trying to record a podcast or do the radio show, and they're always walking in the across room. the keyboard. <laughs> and you were mentioning witchcraft earlier, and you have got a black cat, so that kind of ties it. <laughs> yeah, got a bunch of familiars. Yeah. <laughs>